Hey, what's going on, you guys? Welcome to The Camera Adds 10 Pounds. That's right, The Camera Adds 10 Pounds. Top 100 fitness podcast in the world. Uh, no, it's not in the world, but I am in the top 100 in various countries. It's whatever, man. Um, before we start, I just got to let you guys know, as always, this podcast is brought to you by my good friends at Performa.com. You know who they are. If you don't know who they are, where have you been? They have all of your fitness accessory needs, you guys. Every fitness accessory that you can think of. Well, not every, but a lot of them. Like, let's say you're like, hey, I'm going to the gym. I need a towel. Well, they got workout towels. Hey, I'm going to the gym. I need a cool shaker cup to mix my protein powder or to mix my pre-workout. They got those too. They got them in superheroes. They got them in baseball teams. They got them in Game of Thrones. They got them in scary. Like, you know, obviously we just had Halloween, so I probably should have done a plug before that. But like they've got Friday the 13th, Exorcist. Um, They just got all kinds of shaker cups. They've got wrist straps, wrist wraps, which are two different things, by the way. If you're a fitness person, you know this. Um, They also have one of my favorite things is the meal prep bags i um if you guys know anything about me which i actually gonna i'm gonna talk a lot about this shit right now but i'm sorry for using shit in the ad read but um meal prep is a big thing for me right now because when i'm home my life is extremely chaotic and i'm always on the go working going to work going to clients like whatever so um so yeah i use their meal prep bag and it's great and you know it helps you maintain a a good diet obviously because you prepare you bring you know for me if you guys know um i bring a lot of like you know i eat a lot of protein bars and stuff when i'm on the go but you know i put food in there too and you just microwave it up and booyah you know so anyway Go to performant.com, enter the promo code 10 pounds. That's the word 10, the word pounds. You will save 15% off of your order. And as always, this podcast is brought to you by my good friends at Bucked Up Supplements. Hey, Peter, you're fucking Jack, dude. I know. Uh, a lot of the supplements, scratch that, rewind. All of the supplements that I take are made by Bucked Up. There's not one supplement, like I said, Except for the protein bars, because I do different all sorts of different types of protein bars. But anything pre-workout, intro-workout, post-workout, you know, protein powders, um, testosterone boosters. That's a one. This is if there's okay. If you guys aren't a pre-workout person, maybe some of you guys listening to this don't even fucking work out, which is weird because this is pretty much the theme of the podcast, kind of. But um, maybe you just want to feel better and maybe even look better and you know have have your mood be better as we, guys as this is for guys specifically for guys as we get older we start to lose testosterone okay how do you fight that well for one you fucking lift weights that will help you fight it but for two um taking like i mean you could take testosterone but if you're like me you don't want to fuck around with hormones like that so you take natural vitamins that will help boost your testosterone naturally so that you know your your dick doesn't shrink up or you don't get bacne that's the fucking worst dude when you have acne on your back aka bacne but anyway um go to buckedup.com Okay, enter the promo code 10 pounds. Now, for them, it's different. It's the number 10 in the word pounds, and you will save 20% off of your order. Tell them I sent you. Um, all right, guys, it's just me today. Sorry, my schedule is too busy to fucking make an appointment with somebody right now. Like I said, my life is chaotic when I'm home. Actually, it's chaotic when I'm not home, but I wanted to come back um, and, and do this episode for you guys today. And uh, so, uh, you know, I kind of dropped a dropped a, a bit of a bombshell last week. If you guys were tuned in, um, where I told you guys that I'm considering moving to Austin, and I was just in Austin, by the way, this past uh, last few days. Uh, shout out to my buddy Travis and his his lovely wife Jenny, who uh, were kind enough to let me stay at their place while I was there. Um, and uh, I mean, I've I've Here's the thing, you guys. I've loved Austin for a while. And, you know, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast before. And I know I always say that, but the truth of the matter is I have so many podcasts that I've done, hundreds and hundreds, that uh, I don't know everything I talk about or remember which podcast I said what on and all that good stuff. So, like, sometimes I'm like, yeah, I don't 
remember. But um, pre-COVID, you know, there was a moment when, you know, I don't know if you guys remember, but pre-COVID, I was getting to the point where I... I was pretty sure that on the trajectory that I was at, I was going to be able to uh, start doing stand-up full-time as far as, like, I wouldn't need to continue training after a certain point. And I was pretty confident that that's what was going to happen by the end of 2020. And then, as we all know, the fucking world caught on fire, and I was still, you know, (laughs) I mean, this is where we are now, but... Um, that being said, um, I was looking into, uh, possibly relocating to somewhere where it's like, you know, maybe not necessarily LA. So, you know, for, for starters, like I, I did entertain the possibility. This is pre COVID. Okay. This is before I actually went to Oklahoma. Um, but pre COVID, you know, I was considering maybe moving to Oklahoma city. Cause as you know, I always knew that Ashton, um, would be happier if we were in Oklahoma. And like I said, if I'm a working comic, I can do it from wherever, you know. So, you know, I entertained it. Um, but, some, uh, uh, you know, a couple other cities I was considering, you know, I was considering Nashville because they have a comedy scene. It had to be somewhere that had a comedy scene, which is why ultimately I wasn't sold on Oklahoma City because they do have a comedy scene, but it's not great. And, um, Matter of fact, they went from having two clubs to now they only have one club because the club that I worked there, the Looney Bin, um, closed for business. Uh, like they're they they closed. They're not open anymore as of like two weeks ago, which is kind of bum. It's kind of sad because they were like there forever, um, and also they were the ones that uh, the people that owned the Looney Bin in Oklahoma City were the ones that brought me into the fold to even start working those clubs that's four clubs you know that's four weeks of work that I had you know over the last few years because of initially the people that owned the Oklahoma City Club um, putting me on so I'll, I'll tell you a little story so you know I've talked about it on here before but you know I email countless people all the time trying to get comedy work it's just part of my job you know that's why <laughs> you know, every, you know, 400, 450, $500 weekend of feature work that I book, or, you know, if I'm lucky enough to book a, a headline gig, you know, every one of those gigs while I'm making, you know, those, that amount of money for the weekend, it's on the heels of spending, you know, fucking hours emailing people and following up with them and, you know, all that shit. So, um, the reason I say this is because the guy who books the Looney Bin uh, clubs, he's one the owner. So it's weird because there's four clubs, Arkansas, Tulsa, Little, or, I'm sorry, Little Rock, Arkansas, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Wichita, Kansas, and the one in Oklahoma City. So he would book all the clubs. And so I must have emailed him, I don't know, five, six, seven times over the course of, you know, a couple years probably you know and he never responded until finally um the first time i went to oklahoma with ashton i uh you know we were going to be there for like i don't know like 10 days or something and you know at that point i was what four years into comedy so i was i say i was getting my stride but you know i feel like i barely got like really my stride over like the last like two years like really like prolific I feel like in my stand-up um would be like the last couple years like post-covid like when clubs open back up again anyway point being um I just told her that I, I couldn't you know we were gonna go to Oklahoma for 10 days and I'm like I can't not do shows for 10 days dude like I need to get on stage like at least once or twice in, the, in that time you know so I called the loony bin and said, hey, you know, I'm a comic from L.A. Um, I'm going to be in town for, you know, a couple weeks. I'd love to get on stage. Like, if you have any guest spots, you know, and what a guest spot is, for those of you guys that don't know, it's basically like, you know, like, if you've ever come to a comedy show, usually, 
unless it's like in LA, but like if you if you're in another city, you know, you have the MC who does like 10 or 15 minutes up top. Then you have the feature, which is what I usually do right now. That's like, you know, they're going to do 25 or 30 minutes in the middle. And you're going to have the headliner who's doing like 45 minutes to 60 minutes, right? Um, but sometimes you have a guest spot and it's usually like a local person. You know, they give them, you know, five, seven, maybe 10 minutes, you know, just to kind of like maybe get more people out because they're a local comic or just to kind of help you know, grow the comedy scene in whatever city it's in. So, you know, I asked if I could do a guest spot and she said I could do one um, on one of the shows. Like, I want to say it was like a Thursday or something. So I was like, okay, cool. Thank you. You know, that's all. I just wanted a guest spot. I just wanted to be able to get up on stage while I was there. And so uh, I did a guest spot. Um, Not to brag, but I fucking crushed. I probably, I I definitely have told this part of the story before on the show. It's been a while, but anyway, um, crushed my guest spot. And then the the owner of the club was like, Hey, this is a female. So the club, the club owners were uh, a husband and wife, Terry and Larry. I know. (laughs) And uh, she's like, would, are you interested in working our clubs? And I was like, I mean, well, yeah, obviously like, you know, I've, I've actually emailed Jeff a few times and she's like, okay, well like, you know, I, I own this club. My husband and I own this club. So if I, if I say that you're past, you know, like you can start working all of our clubs and you can just send me, you know, when you want to work and I can kind of connect them for you. If you want to go, you know, you could do, you could do like a couple of them in a row back to back and stay at the, we have a condo and it's just, I, I was like, yeah, let's fucking do it, dude. And that's how I got into the Looney bins. And then obviously it was great because, you know, they had the clubs in Oklahoma city and Tulsa. And so, you know, when Ashton would go, home for the watermelons in the summertime it was me you know I would work the Oklahoma clubs in the summertime so then on the off days or you know even during the day I could hang out on the farm and spend time with Ashton because I loved her and I wanted to spend as much time with her as I could when I was visiting Oklahoma because we were apart and I always missed her um so anyway but sadly that club is closing now but my point is is that uh now there's only one club in oklahoma city so what was already not a great scene just became a little bit took a step back as far as like growing the comedy scene but anyway my point was (laughs) pre-covid i was looking into you know potential places that i could maybe move that had a comedy scene but that were close enough where Ashton could be close enough to Oklahoma because she was going to take over the watermelons and so she was going to need to start spending more time in Oklahoma and I just wanted to maybe have a home base where like it was more convenient instead of flying all the way across the country you know or halfway across the country at least and Austin was one of those cities is what's my point Um, and then obviously you know COVID happened I went to Oklahoma City or Oklahoma and then Oklahoma City and, uh, you know, you know, I talked about it on this podcast, but waiting for L.A. to open and, you know, that took forever. And, you know, so because I was starting, you know, I was doing stand up from Oklahoma and, you know, still had a comedy career and, you know, kind of came to that realization that like, yeah, like I could do comedy from here, but like I need to be able to get up every night. Not to say that I'm going to get up every night, but like if I'm working on something or like I just need the repetitions, I need to be able to be somewhere where I can get up every night. And I wasn't going to be able to do that in Oklahoma City. So I was thinking about Austin uh, at that time. And then obviously Rogan moved there and, you know, all these comedy clubs started opening there, you know, and so I'm like, fuck, dude. But, you know, because... I left L.A. kind of not on my own terms. You know, my my kind of thought process was always I'm going to go back home. And then obviously, you know, when Ashton stayed in Oklahoma, um, you know, we had talked about, you know, should I move to Austin or L.A.? And, you know, my thought was always, you know, we would have a place together and she didn't want to come back to L.A. Um, So I'm like, well, maybe we can go to Austin and she can, you know, we can have a farm there like there's plenty of land you know maybe not in austin proper but like you know there's plenty of farmland surrounding austin you know and maybe we could have a place there and so you know i was just thinking 
not like not only like in the now but thinking for the future too you know i got i'd like to have kids i think someday i mean now i don't know because i don't know what the fuck <laughs> this is good i don't know how to, i mean good thing i'm a guy i could fucking have kids for a while but it's just you know like that that stuff's unclear right now but anyway um so my point is in all this is that i was contemplating leaving la at least for a while you know before covid and then covid made me realize that i could and whatever so um, had show out in Texas and Temple this weekend, which is like an hour outside of Austin. And, you know, I spent a few days and initially the reason I had booked the show in, you know, out there anyway was because Sunday was Ashton's birthday. So it was my excuse to like go out and obviously see her, but, you know, make a little money while I go out there, you know, just like I did, you know, last year, I want to say I did a show actually i don't think i did a show for her birthday last year but i was definitely in oklahoma for her birthday i think that's when i took my godson to slipknot like the day before a couple days before halloween or maybe the day before ashton's birthday so it's like always strategic you know like that was kind of like the system we had you know we would plan when i would go out there when i had gigs out there and you know we were i i i and we were doing our best to see each other as much as possible even though we were doing long distance, you know? Um, but, like, I went... I remember, like, I went and worked uh, in McKinney, which is, like, by Dallas, um, like, right around Christmas so that I could spend Christmas with her family and whatnot. And <laughs> and that's actually funny because I had booked myself at that same club this year, um, the weekend before Thanksgiving, so I could go before Thanksgiving and then spend the week there and spend Thanksgiving with her and her family and... Now, that's not probably going to happen, <laughs> but um, I, I say all of this, okay, to let you know that um, I did go out to Austin and look at apartments and uh, stuff and kind of hang out with some of the comics out there. Uh, shout out to Allie and Daniel, who did my show uh, out there, and, you know, like, I mean, I've, like I said, I've always loved it. Um, I, I, I love it. I think it's great. I, I think that you know, when Rogan opens his club up in a couple months, like they're going to have like five or six comedy clubs there, plus a bunch of shows. So there's going to be plenty of opportunity to do stand up every night, which is what I want. Uh, I, I'm still not sure if I'm going to move there or not. Like I'm, I'm thinking about it, but at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm not in uh, the, I'm not in the right frame of mind right now to make a potentially life-changing decision <laughs> i'll just say that like that's as real as i can get like you know and that's kind of what i was going to get into um today uh, just being about uh, i want to talk about depression and i know it's kind of a, a different gear or whatever but um you know we can talk about it so um i through therapy and reading and just everything I know about life and psychology. I, I mean, I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist, but I've been through a lot of therapy and read a lot of books and just had life experience and whatnot. And so I know that the way that I was raised as far as you know, the emotional and physical abuse that I endured as a child um, shaped my mind and my feelings about things. And, you know, I, I, I have, I guess, PTSD from that. Like, if I, that's basically the definition, you know. Um, and I'm I definitely affected for the rest of my life by the way that I was raised. And obviously, then, I, then experiencing great loss with my mom dying and then my grandma dying a couple years after that, who was basically my second mom. And then my grandparents, my other grandparents, who I had great relationships with. And, you know, from getting evicted to our childhood home to just like all the things that have happened to. And there's so many more. And you guys, I'm sure, know. But just from all the stuff that I've been through, but especially stemming from my childhood, like I'm someone who has depression and uh i have what's called i think it's called detachment syndrome 
I have dependency issues because of my mom, you know, dying when I was young, but also because of the not great relationship I had with my dad and stuff. And so, you know, you learn about this as an adult and you learn, you know, why certain things make you feel a certain way and whatnot. And so, you know, as cliche as it sounds, but, you know, I've always still been able to recognize that and use fitness as a way to deal with that you know um, a lot of stress a lot of stress I'm going to repeat it again a lot of stress okay can be eliminated by exercise you know um, I can't tell you how many times I mean I can tell you Every time that I've been fucking going through something horrible in my life, my mom dying, you know, girlfriends cheating on me, you know, the love of my life telling me that she doesn't see a future with me, um, all these things, you know, my dad going to prison and dying and having that affect me more than I thought it would and just all the things that I've been through, um, a lot of emotional, I, I, I've, I've dealt with a lot of pain and loss in my life, but I always, always go to work out, whether I'm running, lifting, boxing, fucking whatever it is, dude, that's always been an outlet for me. And, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, sometimes I feel like people you know they see me posting about working out and whatever and they roll their eyes and you know think that I think that I'm better than other people because I work out and I do I do think I'm better because there's a lot of lazy fucking people in the world that don't realize how much they can help themselves by just getting off their lazy asses and exercising I would kill somebody I'm, I'm telling you guys this right now. The way that I feel, uh, I'll just, I'll, I'll break this down, dude, okay? The, and this is why I wanted to talk about this. So, and, and I know this is probably too much information, but fuck, dude, what is, this is my podcast. And um, so, Sunday was Ashton's birthday. And if you guys know who Ashton is, it's the, my ex-girlfriend that just broke up with me. Um, still very fresh. It's still a wound that is nowhere near being closed, Okay. Um, we haven't spoken since we broke up, um, but I reached out to her because I was going to be in Austin and that was the plan anyway was to go there and, you know, do something for her birthday. And so I said, hey, man, like I texted her. I know we're not talking, but it's still your birthday. You're, you know, like and I'm going to be in Austin. Like, I'd love to see you, you know, and then she texted back kind of basically saying like, OK, you know, whatever. And so then I got excited that I was going to get to see her because I haven't seen her since we broke up or talked to her for that matter. Um, and, it, you know, kind of, I, I, I wasn't, I didn't think that like we would just see each other and, you know, she'd come to her senses. Like, I didn't think that, but like, I, you know, I, I did start, you know, rehearsing, you know, certain conversations in my head and kind of thinking about what I wanted to say and how I wanted to say it. And anyway, long story short, um, the day before, uh, we were supposed to, you know, hang out or whatever. She decided that it wasn't a good idea. It was too soon and all this stuff. So then it just fucked me up. <laughs> like any uh, any mental progress that I had made up until that point, fucking, I relapsed big time. I'm talking. I was headed to my show on sat on Saturday and just fucking bawling my eyes out flat out like it, it hurts it's it's she's the love of my life plain and simple she's the love of my life and, and you know I'm not even thinking past you know right now and seeing other people I, I just there's you know they say that it takes this is what they say and if that if this is the case then I'm fucked but you know that it takes um, the amount of time that you were with someone to completely get over them. So we were together for seven years. So that means that I'm not going to be in a place emotionally where I can be with somebody until I'm 50. So 
fucking good luck lining up the candidates at that point, you know, so I'm not even thinking about that. I'm just focused on, you know, continuing to push forward my career. You know, I know I told, I know I told you guys last week about that TV show that I didn't get that I thought I had gotten. And, you know, that kind of broke my spirits as well, because, you know, for me, it was a uh, it was like when I thought I had gotten the job, you know, it was like a like a stamp on like, yes, like this is why I fucking came back dude. like right here. You know, yes, I can do comedy from any city and have a career still and all that shit. But I came back to L.A. to fucking to be, you know, like, I, I, you know, I've talked about it. Like, I don't really give a shit about acting like I would love to be in shit. But like, I'm just my focus, my creative focus is placed on my stand up career. Like that's stuff that I, I, I still don't have complete say over it. But I have more say than acting. You know, acting, you read the lines, and they're probably looking for someone that looks a certain way anyway, hence why I ended up playing a coach on that fucking baseball show instead of being a player when none of the guys can fucking hit for shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, they're just looking for a look, dude. And whatever for whatever reason, a lot of casting directors don't think I have the look they're looking for. It just is what it is, man. I, I guess I'm... I'm like not pretty enough, but I'm not ugly enough either. Like I'm just slightly above average looking enough, I guess. Or like maybe I have, you know, a, a, a tooth. My jaw's too long. Like my head. I don't, I don't know, dude. But I don't book a ton of stuff on TV. Like I've been on TV a bunch, dude. Like I've I've done stuff. I've done stuff that people don't even know about. Like that I don't even fucking talk about because I'm just like whatever, dude. I'm just here to get paid and get the fuck out of here. Do you know what I mean? Um. But that's why I fucking came back. And so it was like a, yeah, dude, fuck yeah. You know, it, it, it reaffirmed that I made the right decision in coming back. Even though, you know, I may have lost, you know, the love of my life in the process for whatever reason. You know, um, even though, you know, the plan was always to make my way back and, you know, get to the point where I didn't need to be here all the time and, we could have a family in a big house, you know, in Oklahoma somewhere for a fraction, for a, for an eighteenth of what I will pay for a fucking piece of shit studio here. Or, do you know what I mean? Um, so 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 not getting that, but like thinking that I was because they put me on a veil. Like it, it really did break my spirits, and it just it killed my mood, and you know. Um, but I kept, I kept showing up to the gym. I kept working out. Like, I'm training for a marathon right now. And if you've ever trained for a marathon, which is 26.2 miles, you train, you know, you run, you know, you have long days, you have short days, you know, like, you know, for me, my long days are either Saturday or Sunday. And then you have short or longer runs during the week. It's just like a buildup. There's like a cycle, you know, but... You, you spend a lot of time by yourself just on the road running and you, you think a lot and you know sometimes they're bad thoughts and you know I, I have gone on many runs over the last few weeks where I've you know maybe heard a song or something and broken down and cried and I don't think everybody could fucking do what I do you know I, w- I would toot my own horn right here but when you're sad and depressed, which I am, and, and, like, I'll be honest, I'm still having trouble sleeping, even though I'm taking weed, although I, 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 I took myself off of weed for a few days to see if I could do it, because if I start working cruise ships, that's what I'm gonna have to do, um, they drug test you, which is fucking bullshit, because you can drink on the fucking boat, but you can't have weed, get the fuck out of here, dude, god damn it. So I just kind of wanted to, like, start getting myself ready and seeing, like, okay, like, I'm going to need to sleep on these fucking boats. So what do I need to take? How much melatonin do I need to take? Or is there something else I can take? And so forth. So anyway, um, so that made it harder to sleep. And then, uh, you know, I'm still just, you know, uh, unfortunately, um, two, two things. One, I kind of just have this built-in alarm clock in my in my body that's used to waking up you know five o'clock five thirty to go hit the gym and a lot of times 
when I wake up close to that time, uh, my body is just like, all right, well, we're going to sleep now, you know, like, or we're we're waking up, even though I might have another half hour or 45 minutes before I'm supposed to wake up. um, I just wake up, you know, and, you know, unfortunately, like I was saying, when you're going through depression, your sleep cycle gets affected even more. So I sleep even less. And so I, I haven't been sleeping a ton Um, and I can't really explain it, but there's this feeling of just like, I just, I understand, you know, a lot of people with depression, they can't get out of bed and I get that, but, and, and I have, I know what that feels like to wake up and not want to get out of bed, not because you're tired, just because you are depressed but there's something in me, you guys. I, I, I don't know. It's motivation. It's, you know, fucking badass gene, bad motherfucker gene, the Banff gene, you know, whatever, whatever you want to call it, dude. But even though I'm not wanting to get out of bed or even though I'm literally crying on the way to the gym, I still go and I fucking show up. And I still look at my chart and see how many miles I have to run. And I still fucking do it. And this is where I talk about, you know, no excuses. Because, you know, you can say it and post about it and whatever. But, like, I'm fucking doing it. And, like I said, I was on my, I was on the way to my show on Saturday. And I was crying. On the way to my show where I'm about to get paid to do what I love. But I'm so, you know, distraught over this situation, you know, with Ashton and whatever, that it's affecting me. And I think that a lesser person, not not like I'm better than this, but like a weaker-minded person would take, you know, these, you know, situations that I've kind of in recently and uh, use it as an excuse to not work out. Or maybe not do the show. Like, I mean, I'll be honest. I thought about canceling the show this weekend and just not going. But in my mind, I wouldn't have been able to live with myself knowing that I just fucking took the easy way out. And, and you know, I could have been completely honest with, you know, the, the, the people at the venue. Like, hey, you know... Um, my mental health is not well, you know, that's a big, everyone uses that as an excuse nowadays, right? Like I'm having trouble with my mental health, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm my, my, my girlfriend broke up with me. It's really affecting me. I'm, I'm suffering from depression, like all that stuff. And they would have been like, okay, yeah, we're sorry. You know, you know, thanks for letting us know. Like honesty is the best policy. I mean, yeah, I could have made made up an excuse. You know, I booked a TV show or whatever the fuck, you know, um, they don't fucking know. But no. I went to the show. Despite the fact that I was crying on the way back. And the next day. Okay. So. Okay. So. I cried. A lot. On the way to my show. Um, I don't remember what I did to turn it off. As, like the emotions. Um, but I did. And I, I gathered my shit. Did a great show. Worked out some. I got a lot of. It's not ready. I'm not going to sit there and be like, I killed. But I can say this. I sold almost as much merchandise at the show than as I made from the show. Like, that's how, you know, much the people were appreciating what I did, you know. But I, I told them, like, I got, I got some new stuff I'm working on, you know, like breakup stuff and fuck Oklahoma stuff and (laughs) you know like it was cool like like I said I'm not gonna be like yo I killed but like they were feeling me like they they appreciated the fact I think and that's what I love about comedy is like I think people I'm a comic obviously and one of the things that I uh it sucks but like you know I could watch a comic and for me I'm just like I don't believe them like they have this story like oh so i was with my girl i was i was with my my, one of my homies the other day right and you're like no you weren't i i just i don't know i just don't believe it i'm not saying everybody but there are a lot of people where 
they're telling stories and I'm like, I don't fucking believe your story, you know. That's just me. But, you know, the great thing about comedy is that it does um it does give you the opportunity to uh to tell your story. You know, like and I've talked about this before, but, like, one of the things is, like, even though I'm using, you know, I don't always, I find ways, you know, it, and I, you know, I keep kind of tweaking it and stuff because I don't want to do the same old jokes anymore. But, like, I want people to know that I grew up with an abusive father. I want people to know that my dad was a drug addict and that he went to prison. And now taking that a step further you know I'm talking about my mom dying um you know and for the longest time obviously I was talking about you know dating someone that grew up on a farm and all you know the craziness that goes along with that and the differences in her and I and you know I still talked about it a little bit but I talked about it in the past tense as in this is you know my newly ex-girlfriend and you know and then talking about stuff you know post that and how it's making me feel and I think you know that's the great thing about stand-up is like you can talk about your pain and if you do a good job like people will connect with you and you know kind of kind of root for you you know like wow this guy's really honest and he was talking about this and you know and so I don't know how I did it. Like I said, I don't remember how I turned it off, but I got my shit together right before I was, I'm, I'm telling you guys, I was literally crying 10 minutes before I drove up to the venue <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I, I held it together. But then immediately after the show, I got back in my car and I started bawling my eyes out again. <laughs> and it's just, it's just tough, man. And, but the thing is, it's like, I thought about this. For uh, two reasons, um, you know, she's she's not ready to talk to me. I, I mean, I know I, I I probably shouldn't be put, uh, and not like, I'm not saying that she's a bitch. I, I I don't have anything bad to say about her. Like I I love her, and I hope that, you know, at some point, you know, she'll reconsider because I I do love her, and I do want to spend the rest of my life with her. Um, but she, for whatever reason, is not ready to, you know, to communicate with me, although she was exchanging texts with me, texts with me, that was new, but I just, for whatever reason, and, you know, I, that, it is what it is, man, it sucks, because she was my best friend for seven years, you know, um, but, um, it, it was hard, dude, like, it's, it's hard, but at the same time, like, I recognize that, I'm allowed to feel this way. I'm allowed to to be sad. I'm allowed to cry. I'm allowed to talk about it. Like not like in fuck her and it's cuz cause it's not that. It's just it's a I'm I'm hurt. I love this person. I you know have been picturing and trying to build a future with this person. I didn't picture my life without this person and now there's you know there's a sudden loss that I wasn't expecting and I'm allowed to grieve um but at the same time you know I have to continue to work towards my goals professional physical and so I went out on Sunday in Austin and ran 18 fucking miles dude and the reason why this is important is because some of them were crying, Miles. Like, I cried a little bit still. Certain songs that just make me like, fuck it. I almost want to, like, skip them. But I'm like, no, man. You have to feel these things. I, I know this from therapy and from talking to other people that have gone. I know so many people, you guys. It's actually, like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm in a pretty good mood right now, strangely. Um, I'm very caffeinated, so that could be why. Um, but um, I know so many people that are getting divorced, got have gotten divorced, 
I've been divorced more than once, you know, and and it's fucking, it's, it's crazy, man, because it, it's, it sucks, dude, like, it's one thing when you're, like, you know, in high school, and you're in your 20s and stuff, but, like, you know, getting divorced in your late 30s and early 40s, or even older, just, like, what the fuck do I do, man? I'm an adult, like, I don't, (laughs) like, dating is hard enough, period, dating as an adult, as an older adult, as a 30-something, as a 40-something, is god-fucking-awful, dude, and I, that's why I'm not even considering, you know, not like, oh, she's the only one for me, I mean, that's how I feel right now, but, like, I'm just, like, I'm not even prepared to think about what that's like because it was awful before I met Ashton. Like, you know, like I did, I had met people, you know, I, you know, I kind of got in on like Tinder and Bumble and, you know, when they were kind of new, you know, but now like to go on those, fuck that dude. Like, (laughs) no, I'll just hope that if I ever, no, I, 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 the point is, is I know a lot of people that, are going through even like newly like divorce divorces and whatnot and you know here I am you know crying and devastated about losing the person that I spent seven years with and I know people that you know they're they're getting divorced from their high school sweetheart you know they've got kids involved and it's just like you know it puts things in, in into perspective it doesn't mean that they have a right to be more sad or whatever, but like, it does kind of just like, man, we're like relationships are hard and, and, and sometimes they end. And, you know, it, it makes me think about like, you know, people like in the old days that just fucking said, fuck it, dude, we're just going to be married for our whole lives. And if we fall out of love, oh, well, it's, we got to stay married. And it's just like, now, you know, the, the sanctity of a, of a marriage or even a relationship, it's just like, oh, okay, like, well, I'm done. And it's just like, I don't know, man, but I guess what I'm trying to say is like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it like, you know, yes, I'm sad, I'm depressed and whatever, but it's like, I can't imagine what some of my friends are going through that, like I said, have kids involved, you know, splitting custody and, you know, getting divorced, like, you know, at least we never got married. I mean, I wanted to, but, you know, and I still want to with her but i I just uh, i don't know it's not up to me man you know so um but i went out and ran 18 fucking miles okay and like i said i felt like shit i was i I was so like and, and it sucked too like part of me literally wanted to uh to just say fuck it and get a hotel so that i could just not have to talk to you know my buddy that i was staying with and his wife and just not have to worry about being like an emotional burden for them because I, you know, I was, I cried a lot this weekend, dude, <laughs> like a lot. And that's what was fucked, it, fucked up too because, you know, I'm going around and I'm, I'm driving around Austin and I'm looking at apartments and, you know, <laughs> some of the places that I, if I do move to Austin, are so much nicer and so many more amenities they have you know these places have gyms and barbecues and pools and some of them have garages and washer dryer in the unit and like dude if you want to get a place like that in LA dude you're paying like four thousand five thousand dollars a month in Austin it's fucking so cheap and I'm looking at nice apartments there's cheaper apartments there like I could ball out if I wanted to but uh, my point is, it's like I'm, I'm driving around and, you know, whatever. And, you know, you know, I, I had never been to Austin. First time I went and almost every time I went minus like I've been to Austin several times now. But most of the times that I've been there, I, I was there with Ashton. So, you know, that's always a weird thing because like we kind of discovered this place together and there's places that we ate and you know as I was driving that was another thing that fucking got me too on my way to my show I passed a hotel that we stayed at and I'm just like fuck dude like everywhere I go and even here in LA like I you know I'm going you know I'm 
going, I'm training my clients and whatever, and I'm like, oh, that's, you know, Ashton's favorite restaurant. I'm like, oh, that's, you know, the gym that we met at, or that's a this, that's a that. And it's just like, <laughs> everywhere I go, there's, you know, memories of her and us sprinkled all over the place. And, you know, that makes me sad. And then I think about it, and then I cry, and then I'm just like, fuck, but I'm still showing up, dude. I'm still fucking getting up and 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 I will say that this is what I'm trying to what I'm trying to say in all this is like even though I don't feel like it and even though I feel like the world is ending <laughs> like I'm still showing up to the gym and when I'm done with that workout or with that run I feel better which is probably why I am I feel the way I do right now because um I worked out twice today <laughs> I got some issues and, you know, like, it's easy for me to say, but I, I don't have the motivation right now, but I know how important it is to put in that time to continue to work on my mental health. Because your mental health, your physical health, you know, reflects your mental health. You know, there are, they coincide. If you feel like shit physically, you're probably going to feel like shit mentally. And so it, it, that's, that's my advice to you guys. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to lift weights five or six days a week like I do. You don't have to train for a marathon. But like, if you're going through it emotionally, you know, with whatever, you know, divorce, you know, job that won't fucking, you know, satisfy you or give you the money that you need or you want, like, you know, you're going through it. I guarantee you, if you find some sort of exercise and do it and stay consistent with it, it will help you to start to feel better, okay? You're not going to feel completely, you're not going to be completely healed after one workout or even two, but like, you will feel so much better having done something than having done nothing. And like I said, as someone who has been through so, so much loss in my lifetime, I, I can honestly say that it helps me so much. And if I didn't, you know, push myself in the gym, um, and you know, it's because what you're what, what it's doing, it's teaching your brain to push through the pain. Basically, not there's no there's not even a metaphor in that. Working out can be painful, and when you push through it subconsciously your brain is saying oh wow i can push through things that are hard i can run 26.2 fucking miles okay not, i'm not bragging i'm just saying like your brain knows that you can accomplish these things and continue to push when your body's saying no when your mind's saying no and they continue to push that will help you you know i i i i've talked about it countless times but like you know career-wise like I have a job where I have to continue to push and deal with rejection after rejection after rejection that's painful you know when someone tells you that you're not good enough or when they just ignore your email because you're not famous enough like that's rejection and that's painful dude it's a mind fuck but I keep showing up to the gym and that trains my brain to keep pushing. How many people do you think would have given up, you know, a pursuit of their dream after two years, three years, when their car got repossessed, when their girl broke up with them, when their other girl broke up with them? Like, I could have easily have given this shit up fucking years ago, dude, but I'm telling you, I'm resilient. And as, as, as painful as what I'm going through is right now, and it's very painful, um, I know that I have the ability to push back and push through and come out on top like I always fucking do. But the fact that I push myself in the gym and, you know, with other physical things has a lot to do with that, you guys. And it, I, it helps me deal with the pain so that's my advice to you guys fucking use it man it will make you feel so much better i promise okay that's it that that was the moral like just fucking you know 
even if you don't feel like it. You know, maybe and maybe you're not even sad. You know, maybe you're fucking you're happy. You know, you're you're taking your kids to to school and to little league and soccer, whatever the fuck your kids do, and you know, you just don't have the motivation to take care of yourself, but you know you want to. Trust me, dude. Fucking do it, man. You will feel better. Your mood will improve. Okay. I promise. So, um, with that being said, that's that's what I wanted. That was the message I wanted to get across today. Um, let's see. What's today? Hopefully, I don't know if this episode will drop, but I'm going to be at uh, Fourth Wall in Hollywood on Wednesday, November 2nd, which uh, I'm recording this episode on Tuesday. I just don't know if it'll get uploaded in time, but if you're in Hollywood and you're listening to this and it's Wednesday, fucking come see me there. Um, and then next week... Um, we're doing our uh, our HD Laughs show again up in the high desert, Apple Valley. That's next Tuesday, November 8th um, at the, uh, the Dream Lounge. It's a monthly thing that we have there. It's been going pretty well. So if you're in the high desert or near the high desert, come out to that. Um, and then next Friday, which I believe is the 11th of November, I'm going to be at Comedy Oakland up in Oakland, California. Um, and then next Saturday, November 12th, I will be at the Kanakti Casino. Uh, I forget where it is and I can't look right now. I'm, I'm actually driving right now. I did this whole episode in the car. You're welcome. Uh, got a long drive. And uh, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> um, and then lastly, uh, the 17th and 18th of November, I'm going to be um, in McKinney, Texas at the Comedy Arena um, and then that's all kind of, I mean, that's, those are the big shows over the next couple weeks. Um, so yeah, um, I, I want to, again, work out, dude, doesn't have to be late weights, doesn't have to be running, find something physical that challenges you and you will be amazed at how much it will help make other things in your life easier, better, more tolerable, etc. Um, so I, I really uh, appreciate you guys listening. <laughs> you know, this podcast has always been a work in progress and it will continue to be. But, you know, I'm just I'm just here telling my story, man, and hope that it inspires and helps other people that are, you know, need motivation or whatever. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not feeling my best, but I'm still fucking showing up, dude. And that's all we can do. So. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. I will see you guys uh, next time on The Camera Adds 10 Pounds. Bye, guys.